1: This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright.
0: Welcome to the Wealth Ability show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to build better clients, a better practice, and a better life. This is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of the Wealth Ability Network. So there's a big shift going on in the accounting profession from compliance services like tax returns and financial statements, bookkeeping, to advisory services. And I'm very grateful today to have a friend of mine, somebody I've met through the Accounting Influencers Roundtable Mastermind Group, um, John Thompson. And John is uh, John's from Complete Advisory Solution. That's That's his business. But John, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to advisory versus what you were doing before. Well, I've always been a bit of an oddball,
1: Tom. So I actually trained to be accountant many, many years ago. So in the UK, I still carry the letters FCA, which means Fellow of the Institute of Child Accountants of England and Wales. Um, but I always thought, why am I doing this? Um, because audit, pretty boring. Tax, more interesting. accounts prep, pretty boring. The interesting bit, is getting inside of the heads of clients, Learning about them, finding out what makes them tick, finding out what their goals, ambitions were, and then helping them achieve them. And that was all the interesting bit. And those days, we didn't even call it advice. It was just helping clients do that.
0: I love it. So so let's kind of establish a baseline here because I, I think we all know what compliance services are. Um, but how would you how would you um define advisory services? If I flip that around Tom, put yourself in
1: the client's shoes and everything's advisory. I think as a profession, we get very focused on trying to complicate things. When actually, um, to quote Da Vinci, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Let's simplify things. So advisory to me and advisory to the firms we work with in the UK is anything and everything that helps clients do better. So what I mean by that, and possibly the best way to explain it, is give the listeners or the watchers a little framework to think about. And that is, imagine you draw a pyramid, and then you draw a line halfway horizontal across the pyramid, so you split it in two, top and bottom. In the top section, just write the word primary in then drop down to the bottom section and halfway along, drop a vertical line so you split the bottom half into a left and a right. If you put the word secondary in the left and tertiary in the right, and then let me just explain what I mean by that. Primary services, all the conversations you need to have about understanding what makes a client tick. As I said before, what their goals, ambitions, their plans are, etc. And if they haven't actually got plans, also help them put together plans to progress their personal wealth, their personal affairs, and plans to progress the success of their business their business affairs. Those plans from the primary level reveal what additional services the clients need in order to bring their plans to fruition. And in the bottom left-hand side, the secondary services, they are the services the CPAs can offer such as sorting out their MAS, budgeting, forecasting, tax advice, etc., to drive the plans forward. But there will be other services that the plan demands the client needs that the CPA can't offer, but that's the tertiary services. So the CPA can then put their concierge hat on and they can introduce other people to deliver those tertiary services. Might be marketing, HR services, um, specialist tax advice, legal services, etc. But there are revenue-earning opportunities for the CPA at primary level, secondary level, and tertiary level.
0: I like it. So, so do you distinguish? You know, two words that seem to get confused a lot are advisory and consulting. So, do you yeah. distinguish those two on the
1: uh, primary, secondary, tertiary pyramids? Consulting is absolutely in bottom left-hand corner, secondary services, because when you're giving tax advice, when you're helping people sort out uh, certain uh, management information systems, technology, et cetera, you do need to know what you're talking about. You do need to have the answers. But at the top level, at the primary level, that's more of a facilitator slash guy you don't necessarily have to have all the answers it can help but you don't have to have them because essentially you're drawing out of the client what they
0: want to achieve right so so i like that so you see advisory is a broader uh concept and consulting is that specific target area okay yes. so got that so that makes sense now that actually bring up, you bring up something which is skill set so accountants long have had skill set of um, doing tax returns, skill set of preparing financial statements, bookkeeping, debits on the left, credits on the right. that's that that that's what I know about yeah. it. So the accountants have that those skill sets. But what I'm hearing is you're suggesting an entirely different skill set, which is the skill set of asking the right questions. Because at that top level, it sounds to me like, and this is my experience as well, that the the primary job of the advisor is to ask the right questions. So since since most accountants really, I mean, I think accountants are really good at giving answers, and I think they're terrible. I I think as as a as a population, I think we're terrible at asking questions. I do. And and when I get uh, when I get people come up to me at a conference when I'm speaking, I speak a lot of um, entrepreneur and and investor conferences and I get them asking, so how do I find a good tax advisor? And I said, well, the number one skill set of a good tax advisor is can they ask you good questions? It's not can they give you good answers? And I think you've made a really nice distinction here, John, is that giving good answers is the consulting part. But asking good questions is really that facilitating advisory part where you're actually um, drawing out, or actually the word education comes from the Latin word educe, which is to draw out. So that's where the true education comes in. And we're actually educating our clients by asking them those questions. So here's my question for you. How do you, how does a, how does an, 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 an accountant learn how to become an advisor, um, and learn how learn that skill set of asking questions.
1: Well, past Complete Advisory Solution is a series of apps that are essentially lots and lots of questions. So rather than have to take a 25-year-old newly qualified accountant and send them away for weeks and weeks and weeks of training, we say, here you are, follow the app, ask the clients these questions, respond as appropriate, and that will accelerate your development. So that's your easy button. That's your easy button. That's your plug and play button. So we're we're trying to cut through the fact that um, you have to have lots of gray hairs to be good at this kind of thing. The answer is no. I often get asked what's the number one trait of a really good advisory, client advisor? And the answer is curiosity. If you are a curious person, if you want to know, if you want to find out, if you're interested, you have to ask questions and you have to listen, two ears, one mouth, and you have to record the answers and and play them back to the client and say, well, my understanding is that you want to do the following things, and the client will say, yes or no, and they'll elaborate and you ask more questions. Because once the client reveals to you what their goals, ambitions, objectives are, what their plans are, it's an open door to either offer the services yourself or to find other people who can help those clients.
0: Yeah, I I, I love that. So uh, Barbara Barbara Walters, the great um, interviewer, uh, was once asked, uh, you know, how come you're such a good interviewer? And, and that really was her answer, of, uh, as I recall, is that well, I'm just interested in them. Yeah. I'm just I'm just asking them questions because I'm interested in them, and it, it actually becomes very easy. It's you know I've I've always been told that to be a good a great conversationalist, you had to either be interested or interesting, and I find it far more far easier to be interested. Um, then to try to figure out how do I become how do I be interesting. I mean, accounts as a general rule, we're not the most interesting folks. Let's just face it. It's it's not our nature. Um we probably would be if we kind of dug deep, but we don't. So, but we can be interested. And I th- actually think most accounts are very interested. And I like the 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 word curiosity. Um, it's actually what allows me to do two different podcasts. It's the reason that uh, yeah. it's it's the reason that. Um, You know, as we build our uh, our wealth ability network, we have um, over 60 firms in our network. And uh, really what we're looking for is people who are curious. That's who we're looking for, for our network. If you're not curious, if you don't want to learn more, then we just go, "Mm, then you don't need us. You know, we're we're here if you want to learn more. But let me let me let me share one other thing. I would like your opinion on this. So one of the uh exercises that we do in our trainings with our network members is have you ever played the question game, John? Uh I, I it might be under another heading. So, so you, so you this, is, this is this is what we call the question game where you actually have to s- sit with somebody else and You have to ask a question and they have to respond by asking another question to dig deeper because the goal here is to learn how to dig deep enough to actually find out not what the client thinks they want, but what they actually want, which I find are two different things. For example, I'll have a client, I'll have a, a prospective client come to me and say, I want to reduce my taxes. And my first question is why? And people go, what do you mean why? Well, yeah. I don't think that's obvious. There are a lot of people who uh, don't want to reduce their tax. They don't want to take the time to reduce their taxes. What is it about paying taxes that causes you stress? Or what is it about paying taxes that makes you want to reduce them or eliminate them? Is it just you don't have enough money? You want more money? You want to build wealth? What is it? Or you just hate the government? I mean, you know, there's all sorts of different reasons, right? But but how we how we respond, like you say, how do we do the consulting and the, the tertiary right and the and the concierge services depend so much on what their real questions are in the first place. No, so, I
1: agree with you. I mean what one little point on interested and advising, uh being interested and interesting is I think if you are interested in somebody, they will find you interesting. Isn't that interesting?
0: Yes, yeah. Absolutely true. I was with um, Kim Kiyosaki, um, who's um, uh, part of the Rich Dad Company. Her husband, uh, Robert, wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, the, the most famous financial advisory book of all times. And she was telling us, she goes, "I will. she will have a conversation with somebody and she will ask them all about them. And she will not disclose anything about her. And they will walk away and they will say, Wow, you are the most interesting person I've ever <laughs> met. So it, it 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 is. I mean, you know, we 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 talk a lot about bonding and rapport and things like that, but the reality is, it's as simple as let's find out. Let's actually dig deep enough that we actually care enough to ask. So let me ask you another question, which I think a lot of um, accountants have uh, trouble with, and that's pricing advisory services. So, um, you know, I. My experience is in this industry, and I've been in it probably at least as long as you have, um, 40 plus years, is that accountants tend to sell services the client doesn't value and give away services the client does. So they'll sell their tax return preparation services and then give away their advisory, the, the tax consulting services, for example. And I always say, well, why aren't you doing it the opposite? Why don't you sell your tax consulting services and give away the tax return services since the tax return services, the client's value at absolutely zero. No client, if they had a choice, would prepare would have you prepare a tax return. They do it because they are obligated by the government. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. So they place zero value on it except for the sleep at night value. So um, so what's, what's your take on that how do you how do you how do you suggest not my ideas but how do you suggest people price um advisory services and how do you go about actually asking for the money
1: well i mean th- we could talk for hours about it um i think the way we approach it we we we're we give people options, pricing options, because there's no point in trying to get someone who is scared completely of doing something that you and I would consider to be normal. There's no point in asking them to do that. So you've got to find something that will move them forward, albeit a little bit at a time. So putting aside the fact that, say, in the UK, you know, prices in London are much higher than, say, Scotland. So therefore you have to allow for geographical changes. I'm sure that, you know, maybe there's, um I don't know, I'm guessing Montana might be cheaper than California or San Francisco, for instance. Um, so you've got to allow for that. The, the way we deal, the way we suggest to a lot of accounts who are a little bit scared of pricing um, advisory services is to go back to giving the client the choice. So what I mean by that is, and if I just take example, the good old gold, silver, bronze options. If I'm a client, the likelihood is, I don't buy a discrete service. I buy a package of services. So you're not selling me six things. You might think you are, but you're not. You're selling me a package. So I'm buying a package and it might be I'm buying, let's call it a compliance package, a typical compliance package. So let's call that our bronze offering. If you then build in some advisory services and the basic advisory service, it might be that um, you're my accountant, I'm gonna meet with you on a quarterly basis and we're gonna talk about everything you can imagine to help me do better. And the gold service might be actually, we're gonna meet with you on a monthly basis. And that might be the packages. And then you would just say to me, Tom, you'd say, well, what do you want to be, John? Do you want to be one of these bronze people or do you want to be silver or gold? And then you might give me a bit of guidance and say, I think you're probably silver because you're not like these other people. You're a bit more, you know, go ahead, a bit more entrepreneurial, a bit more, et cetera. And just let me choose. And then actually you're not selling hard at all. You're just giving me the choices.
0: Yeah, well, I, I love this, John, because I've been I've been actually teaching this for years and years. Um, this is, I think that's our number one job as advisors is to give clients a choice. Yes. Okay. So for example, um, we need to give them a choice do you pay high taxes or not? Okay, here's how you do it to pay low taxes. We need to give them a choice, um our services, right? So all we're telling them is so this is the difference between pricing and billing right? Billing is after the fact and billing is something they don't have a choice. So if we price it up front and we tell them exactly what they're going to get, then they have the choice. And one of the choices may be, I'm not going to use you at all. And you know what? That's an okay choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, worst, the worst thing that you get is a, I'll think about it. Because to me, that's like, oh, I will make you chase me for the next six months and waste your time, and the reality, it's a no anyway. So we actually set up right from the beginning, and this isn't, it's not really about sales, but it is because when you give them a choice, you're allowing them to make a purchase decision, which you can't, they can't make if they don't know what the price is and they don't know what the result is. And one other thing um, that we always do is we always actually charge the fee up front. And the reason we do that, it's not just for us, it is for us. That's good, but it's actually for the client because we find that the client will um utilize the service more if they pay for it up front than if they pay for it every time they call. Or, you know, if, if you're charging an hourly rate to them every time they call, are they going to call? And the answer is no, you've just actually inhibited them participating in that advisory relationship when what we want to do is we want them to be successful for them to be successful we have to have conversations and for us to have conversations they have to agree to have conversations but what better way than to prepay for the conversations so would you just for a second give us your take on that i i I think um there are
1: some firms who who do that not very many there are a growing number of firms who might uh again if you're my accountant and you agree with me that my annual fee $60,000 a year and you will bill me $5,000 a month. So a kind of subscription type arrangement. But what that what that reinforces is just what you've said, Tom, that actually, in effect, I'm sort of retaining you to be my accountant, which means yeah. I can dip in and out of how much I need and how much what help I want. Um, but I think it's that sort of relationship starts right at the first meeting, the first prospecting meeting. Um, and I think it's important to establish that this is a two way relationship. So within CAS, we've got a prospecting app and what, and, and what we, what we encourage accountants to say to the prospect is, right. We're going to sit down together and we're going to go through this little process together. I'll give you a copy of it at the end of it, essentially a little uh, summary of what we talked about. And the key words are, and then you can decide whether whether you are a good fit for us. And we will decide if you're a good fit for us. And therefore, it's a joint decision. It's not, oh, my goodness, we must have you as a client and chase you forever to the end of the world. It's actually are we a good fit, and that's both of us equally deciding.
0: Yeah, we've actually um, changed our language for people who are interested in our services. Is that they start by filling out an application that they are applying to be our client um, because we don't we're not the right fit for everybody. And one of no. the you know one of the great things when you look at your advisory services, and I want to finish with this. How do you determine what advisory services you should offer? How do you determine, you know, how because that you're you're talking about uh, for most CPAs, a whole different skill set, okay? And you're providing some uh you know helps for them. And that's what when we do a lot of training on that in our network. Um, but how how does an accountant decide, okay, this is what I'm going to offer and this is so in other words, you've got the consulting, which is your tier two, and then you your and then your, your or your uh secondary, and then you've got your um concierge, which is you know um your tertiary if you if you like. Um but what I'm hearing you say is you always have to do the primary, you always have to do the questions. Always have to do there's a real Tom, I'm gonna sort of
1: segue a little bit. There's a real um quality assurance. I hesitate to use the word time bomb, but it could be seen to be a time bomb. If you don't do the primary, you are in danger of advising people without the full knowledge and understanding. And is that a safe thing to do? Surely you need, and it's not enough to say, oh, the client didn't tell me. That's not good enough. You should have asked them. So, for instance, one of my little hobby horses at the minute in the UK with UK accountants is... How many tax clients you've got and the managing part will say we we do two thousand tax return i say okay so let's take your top ten percent yeah two hundred do you know what the net worth is no do you know if they've got wills no right do you know what the value of say the three biggest assets they've got which is usually their business their pension and their their house no how are you advising these people exactly because you know hardly anything
0: well, it's like, um, I'll be like, I was at a conference, uh, we had about 500 people in the room last uh, weekend and people would come up and ask me questions. I'm going, I have no idea. I said because until I sit down with you and take this holistic approach and look at everything, including what's your relationship with money, what's your relationship with your spouse, what's your spouse's relationship with money, what's your relationship with your children, What, what do you want done? You know, what, what, where do you want your assets to go when you die? What, you know, what, what is your goal in life? You know, I mean, all of these questions are, and and people go, well, why is an accountant asking these questions? I'm going, how can I possibly a simple, simple example? How can I possibly help you reduce your taxes? If I don't know how you're going to invest your money, because how you invest your money makes such a big difference in how much tax you pay and how we do your tax consulting. So if one person tells me, well, I'm going to go do commercial real estate. And the other person tells me I'm going to invest in the stock market. Well, those produce completely different results mm-hmm. and consulting from a tax standpoint, uh, which is my expertise is tax consulting. So how can I possibly know what to do for you as a tax consultant? If I don't know what you're going to do with your money. And what's even more is I find 95% of entrepreneurs who are there are bread and butter clients, right, for all of us. 95% have no idea what to do with their money. No well, idea. They don't, but
1: see, there's even a sort of uh, more fundamental thing. You must have, you could easily, I'm sure, Tom, think of two clients. Client number one is very happy having $100,000 in their bank account. Mm-hmm. Client number two regards $100,000 in pocket change and would like $100 million in the bank. You need to know that because they are different people requiring different
0: advice. Exactly, exactly. So if you could, uh, John, let's just wrap up. And if you could kind of think of two or three recommendations, just tips, things that a CPA could do, an accountant could do to really increase their advisory skills or look at how to start an advisory practice, what would those be? Right, first of all, um
1: I've never met an accountant yet who isn't doing some form of advisory the second point is don't get too hung up on business advisory because we should be thinking about client advisory or maybe even let's call it whole client advisory which is personal and business Correct. there is a huge untapped area within personal advisory that the, the whole profession's a little bit obsessed with business advisory when actually personal advisory should be the starting point and let me just illustrate that if you put a personal balance sheet in front of a client alongside a business balance sheet and wait for the questions it isn't about the business it's about the personal balance sheet so start where you're most comfortable. And I think most accountants are most comfortable in personal advisory. Move into business advisory when you're comfortable, when you're ready to do so.
0: I love it. I love it. So thank you, John. So where do we get more information about you and your Complete Advisory Services apps? Uh, If you go to completeadvisorysolution.com, our website, it will all be there for you. Awesome. So thank you, John Thompson. Just remember, you know, we're, we're focused on and when we're focused on the client and what the client needs, then what happens is we end up with way better clients, a way better practice and a way better life. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks.
1: You've been listening to the WealthAbility Ability for CPA show, better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to wealthability.com.